Welcome to Unsupervised Learning, where we explore the models, patterns, and ideas that prepare you for what's coming next. All right, welcome to episode 359. This is Danny Meisler. Starting off with a reminder, today is Cyber Monday, and we've extended our Black Friday discount for UL membership. So you can now get it for, instead of $99, you can get it for $75. And uh, I feel like an NPR pledge drive, but whatever. You can do that until midnight PST, midnight California time. Cool. Starting off with security news, there appears to be a WhatsApp data leak of over 500 million users' data. Actually, I think it was like 475 million in 84 countries. And they're supposedly selling the data for like 7K in the UK and around 2,000 in the US and Germany. The FCC has banned Chinese CCTV cameras on sensitive government sites. And they've basically told organizations to rip and replace these cameras wherever they can. And the UK is following that lead. The US GAO says US offshore oil and gas infrastructure is at significant risk from cyber attack and warns of possible impact similar to the Deepwater Horizon disaster. The markup found that multiple US tax preparation websites are sending financial data to Meta through the MetaPixel. And the data includes things like names, emails, and even income, refund amounts, and more. Meta says they found and terminated multiple influence campaigns run by the US government. They also said the 16 pages, two groups, and 26 Instagram accounts weren't very effective, and they had very little engagement. Meta also released their adversarial threat report for Q3 2022. Actually, this is where the previous research was discussed. And uh, it also included analysis on China and Russian campaigns. Meta also built an AI called Cicero. Lots of Meta news this week, I'm noticing. They built an AI called Cicero that beats most humans at diplomacy which is a strategy-based game where you have to convince people to cooperate with you and gang up on other players. It was considered a bastion of human gameplay because it requires so much interaction and negotiation. And this AI now has double the average score of a human. Technology news, Tesla's full self-driving beta is now available to everyone in North America, regardless of safety record. Tesla maintains a safety score on everyone, which you could look up in your car's profile. And they weren't letting people with low scores get FSD, but as of Thanksgiving, it's now available to everyone in North America. Google is evidently about to lay off around 10,000 people. More evidence, I think, of my Alaskan fishing boat model. And it's not just you. Shopping on Amazon has gotten way worse because most everything is now an ad. So you look at everything and it's like, oh, sponsored this, sponsored that. It's like, how far do I have to scroll before I don't see sponsored things? Many sources are saying Alexa is failing at Amazon, at least in terms of making money. And rumors are that many of the coming Amazon job cuts will be in the Alexa hardware division. But I wouldn't be surprised if the rumors are overstated. There's more to gaining voice assistant dominance than pure returns on the hardware. So I imagine they will lose a lot, but I don't see them just like trashing the entire space. A computer musician named Holly Herndon did a TED talk on how she created an AI clone of her voice and why she thinks other artists should do the same. Human news, it's hard to know how widespread the protests are, but protests at Foxconn's iPhone plant appear to be spreading throughout China. People are basically really upset with the draconian authoritarian handling of COVID and just, I, I imagine, things in general, although I'm not super caught up on it and not an expert on China protests or anything like that, but I have been watching 
fairly consistently for like the last year or so. And I, I would love um, some additional analysis on this just to see how much the population is like boiling and how much the CCP is like pressing the lid down, trying to contain it versus if this is just like sporadic and likely to go away. I think the first thing that everyone jumps to when they see something like this is, uh, you know, Tiananmen, right? So is this another situation like that where the government's going to have to step in and be really heavy handed and suppress them? And will it work this time? So a lot of interesting questions here, and I look forward to uh, learning more and watching more. One could hope that we're about to see change in China as a result of the population rising up and saying, we want more freedom or we want a regime change or something. But doesn't feel super likely to me. A new study out of Stanford indicates that insulin resistance doubles the risk of major depressive disorder. The U.S. is the only rich country with rising roadway deaths. A government organization in Germany is banning Microsoft 365 due to privacy concerns. Ideas and analysis. Companies as Alaskan fishing boats. Should companies be ruthlessly maintaining a tiny crew willing to endure extreme conditions for extreme pay? And got a link to my essay on this. Conversation with Scott Kufer at Nucleus Security. This is a sponsored conversation uh, with Scott Kufer, who is the COO over at Nucleus Security, about their vulnerability management solution. And this is probably the best VM conversation I've ever had with a vendor. I honestly feel like they, they truly get this. And uh, if you're in the VM space, I highly recommend you listen to this one. It's on the regular podcast feed. Next idea here, long-termism. There's a concept I'm seeing thrown around a lot right now called long-termism which is the idea that doing things to help more theoretical people in the future at the expense of the fewer people alive today is basically a poor excuse for being an asshole. Not sure what I think about this yet fully, but at first viewing, I think the universal rule applies. In other words, both extremes are bad. It's not good to screw over the future for ourselves, but it's also weak sauce to be less humane towards today's humans under the banner of people who don't yet exist. And on that spectrum, I'd probably say I balance more towards people today who are suffering acutely but I need to do more thinking about it. And I'm going to read this book as well that's referenced here. Notes, we had a phenomenal book club yesterday that included some new people. And we also picked a new book, which is the first book in an Indian sci-fi series recommended by a member. Can't wait to start listening to that today. Thanksgiving was excellent. I had a dinner at like 1 p.m., like we were 77 years old. And we ate at Fleming's, which has become our tradition. Tons of progress on the studio, more sound treatment on the walls, more camera upgrades. And lights, lots of lights. I'm loving learning this new discipline. My current mission is mastering OBS. And since many have asked, the purpose of all this studio stuff that I keep talking about is to be able to do explainers and demos and essays and basically anything that I'm already doing with the addition of visuals. So imagine my essays and tutorials, but with visual support. That's pretty much it. Discovery Octopi. Octopi is an open-sourced AI-powered personally identifiable information scanner that can look for image assets as well as government IDs, passports, photos, and signatures in a directory. And this is by Red Hunt Labs. RustScan, a modern port scanner written in Rust, finds ports quickly, runs scripts through its own scripting engine, including Python, Lua, and Shell. KubeShark, an API traffic viewer for Kubernetes, provides visibility and monitoring for traffic moving in, out, and across containers and pods. Perl, a command line tool that runs HTTP requests defined in a simple plain text format. It can chain requests, capture values, and evaluate queries on headers and body responses. And humans.txt, an initiative for knowing the people behind a website. 
It's a text file that contains information about different people who created the site. Pretty cool idea. Just sits in the root of any website, I believe. All InfoSec News, a newish website that aggregates cybersecurity news in an efficient columnar fashion. An email that Elon sent to Tesla employees about avoiding wasteful meetings. Pretty good one there. A security tools crash is coming. Narcissistic collapse. Stable Diffusion 2.0 is out. And Cloudflare servers don't own IPs anymore, so how do they connect to the internet? And recommendation of the week. We've always heard that we are what we eat. I think that's somewhat true of food, but even more so with people and information. We are what we hang out with. We are what we read. We are what we hear. So we should be very careful about what we consume, whether that's company or content. Who do you surround yourself with? Who do you call to spend free time? And what are your information sources? Those become you, or actually you become them. So constantly reevaluate those. And the aphorism for the week. Things start out as hopes and end up as habits. Things start out as hopes and end up as habits. Lillian Hellman. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a Neumann U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com slash newsletter. We'll see you next time. Thank you.